drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in Drinkers, what's going on, everybody? This is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Eric Okri. Drink it in now. Serving up that Kool-Aid and that wonderful cornbread. Cornbread! And I got Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network on here today. We haven't talked since he came on the day after round one when the Lions tore it up. We'll have to get into the drafts here off the top. And then we're going to do the way too early schedule predictions. You guys know you've been waiting on that. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Joey you're back, man. How you doing today? Derek, always a pleasure. It's mid-May, late May. So what perfect time to talk about football than in late May. We're two days away from Top Gun Maverick coming out, Memorial <laughs> Day right around the corner. The entire country about to get some beautiful, beautiful weather. So let's just talk to Gridiron, baby. Happy to be with you. I mean, why wait? Why not just put up the W's and L's right now? And speaking of L's, everybody knows you're a loyal, somewhat delusional at times Bears fan here on the show. I drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. So speaking of L's, let's go back to the draft where, I don't know, I, I, I think your Bears might have taken a bit of an L, but I know my Lions got a W, <laughs> a big W. You want to know why, Joey? You want to know why? Because we got the best defensive player and the best offensive player in the same draft. Yeah, that's correct. Both sides of the football, we got the best player in the entire draft. I mean, you guys waited around to like round two. You took a guy who's already in his late 20s. I mean, you took Brisker, who I like. I, I don't know who else you got. I mean, I'm thinking the Lions not only won the draft, but we are the talk. <laughs> Of the National Football League right now. There is buzz. There is Kool-Aid flowing everywhere, my friend. Well, it's kind of hard to compare drafts, right? I mean, the Lions walked in <laughs> with the number two, 32, and 34, right? So it's not like we even had any of that ammo. We didn't pick until 39. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think the Hutchinson thing, I think at the end of the day, I, you know, the whole Trayvon Walker thing, I don't understand it. I thought Hutchinson was the number one pick. So good for you guys on that front. Um, I'm very curious. I do like the upside, but just throw it back at you real quick. Is Jamison Williams playing week one? 
Joey, you, you came uh, he on. Doesn't, he doesn't know yet. <laughs> you came on the night of the draft. You tried some cheap jokes about the third or fourth Williams that we've taken. Have you watched this player? I don't care if he plays week one, week four, week six, 2023 at this point. It doesn't matter. Jameson Williams is elite. And I'm talking about speed, playmaking ability, mentality. This guy is an absolute D-A-W-G at the wide receiver position. I love him more and more every day. And to answer your question directly, I think people are sleeping. That They're like thinking he's going to miss half a season. This guy says, I'm be ready for camp. This guy says, I'm going to be want to be playing game one. Why sit and wait and walk, just sit around if the doctors and this guy says he's ready to go? Put number 18, put J-Mo out on the field, let him do what he does. I can't wait to see this kid. Yeah, I think he's got a tremendous upside. I'm right there with you on that. Obviously, you know, you're. Y'all are drinking the Kool-Aid and the cornbread over there. I'm just trying to let you know, you know, <laughs> rookie adjustments for wide receivers. It does take a little while. I know everyone's talking about Amon Ross St. Brown in his second year. Well, remember, in his first couple of months as a rookie, it took a bit of an adjustment. And your quarterback is still Jared Goff. In terms of the Bears, <laughs> you know, look, we had a lot of – and you, you guys went through this last year, right, where there's just a lot of holes to fill. There's a lot of places where we need to fill the coffers of talent again on this football team. So as much as – Look, every casual fan out there in the galaxy, what does the casual fan want? They want quarterback, running back, wide receiver, right? And anything else is a bum pick. So I would say on that front, you know, Kyler Gordon's going to be a physical cornerback. We definitely needed that guy. We needed a guy that's going to be able to guard guys like Jamison Williams, Justin Jefferson moving forward in the years to come. And then, dude, I'm right there with you. I like Brisker a whole lot. Zero penalties last year from that gentleman in the, in the safety position. And what I've been telling a lot of Bears fans is just think about it like this. Typically, when you make that big splash in free agency, what do you end up overspending on? 28- and 29-year-old cornerbacks and safeties and all that other kinds of stuff. The Bears don't have to do that anymore. My final thought on Bayless Jones is, look, I'm not wild about the pick. We're going to have to see how it goes. I think he's going to help the Bears. I don't know if he's going to turn into a wide receiver two or wide receiver one. But, Derek, man, can we cut this guy some slack on how old he is for crying out loud? I mean, <laughs> nope. we had something called we had something called the pandemic, Derek. They weren't playing football. He was at <laughs> USC. He transferred. There's a lot of guys that are a little bit older that they're trying to knock for. It was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we all got shut down for a year and a half. So, I mean, I'm going to kind of reserve judgment on that. Uh, I will say, though, that they don't have to worry about his second contract, right? Because by the time <laughs> his rookie contract is over, he'll be 31. Uh, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Oh, my goodness. I, I think you're going to do okay with the corner. We, we, Brisker was the guy that I had highlighted as someone I like. Now I'm curious to see if he ends up being the box-type safety or if he can really do all the things you need nowadays at the NFL level. But I, I did like that pick and that value. Um, you know, and, and I like Bayless Jones as a talent, you know, he makes some big plays, things like that. But I mean, let's, are there any deep pulls for your bears? I mean, I'm looking at my lions here. I mean, we're getting Kirby Joseph in the third round, probably going to be starting safety for us. We're getting a kid, uh, a, a tight end two in round five. We're getting a, maybe a starting backer before you know it round six. We got this kid named James Houston. That was with coach prime. That is going to be rushing after your boy, Justin Fields all day, every day. So all I want to know is 
Who? I mean, who? Who else you got there for the Chicago Bears? Who is this Rudy Poo? I feel like I might be using that if you name off a few of your late picks. I think the one the Bears fans are most excited about is Dom Robinson, um, a guy who kind of slid in the drafts a little bit, maybe because of size, maybe because of lack of experience, because he's actually played on the other side of the ball at times in college. But I think he's a guy that might surprise some people, might get get start getting some starts. Bears are already talking about maybe trading Robert Quinn. So uh, if that happens, NFC North fans will be even more excited about perhaps the Bears taking even a further step back next year, which we're obviously going to get into with the schedule. Uh, but I like Dom Robinson a lot. And then, look, what our general manager did, Ryan Poles, who has an offensive line background from Boston College, he came in. And he started trading back over and over and over again. And we literally took, I think it was six picks, and we found a way to turn it into 12 players in this draft. We took five guys. We took five offensive linemen from the fifth round on. Now, I know what everyone's saying. Those are like taking lottery tickets. But for a guy who prides himself on knowing what offensive line play is like, what you're kind of hoping is that the quantity may be over the quality, grab a bunch of darts, throw them on the board, and see if one of these guys can either become a swing player on the offensive line or just provide some depth. Because as we all know, you rarely get through the entire season with just your offensive linemen starters staying healthy the whole time. So I think those are some of the things to take away with this Bears draft. But, I mean, this is almost carbon copy to what I think the Lions did last year. I mean, honestly, like, if you start kind of looking at it, you know, we're keeping our powder dry. I'm going to bring it up a thousand times this summer <laughs> and throughout the season. We have $150 million in our cap next year. And it just sort of seems like we're not really interested in taking too many steps forward. We're just interested in being competitive. We're interested in finding out who is going to be on this team in the next three or four years when the team is good again. And I think the idea is to build a culture that begins to incentivize uh, buying in and uh, authentically trying to get better as a football team. And I think that's something that the Lions tried to do last year, and it's something that the Bears are going to try and do this year. Joey, I got to tell you, you're going to have to work some magic because Mr. Brad Holmes on this end has absolutely, I mean, retooled the offensive weapons, youngest team in the National Football League. But I got one question. You ran down those names list. I, I, I think I just missed that first guy's name. I mean, what was his name? What is your name? Dominic Robinson? It doesn't the, the... matter what your name is! hey <laughs> Oh, I had to do it to you. I had to get the it doesn't matter what your name is on you. But uh, no, I we'll see how your draft pans out. But it's like, where are those weapons going to come from? Where are these guys that going to help your quarterback? Like, that's what you guys are going to have to figure out. Because we went from a bunch of cast-offs to now it's... It's JMO. It's Chark. It's St. Brown, ARSB. It's Reynolds at four. It's Cephas at five. It's Khalif Raymond down at six. It might not make the right. Like, and, and those are just the wideouts. Like, do I have to go down to TJ Hawks? Do I have to go to DeAndre Swift? Do I have to go to Swag? Oh, did I mention we have the best offensive line in football? I'm just saying. And a ferocious young defense. So I I just want to ask you this question. I won't play a soundbite. I won't play a gimmick on you. Are, are you willing, are you going to come on the Kool-Aid cast today and admit that the Lions are not only ahead of the Chicago Bears when it comes to talent, ability, and a football team, but that we had no doubt, no question, the better draft in 2022. Let's start with the draft. 
no doubt. That's an easy one. The Lions definitely had a better draft than the Chicago Bears. They had more ammo. They had more blue-chip opportunities at spots, and then they traded up and got another blue-chip opportunity in Jamison Williams. So, so that answer is easy. In terms of the Lions being ahead of the Bears, I'm not even. I'm not ready to go there, man. I'm just not. Um, I think our quarterback's better than your quarterback. I think we could go for probably an hour or two on DeAndre Swift versus David Montgomery. Um, I maybe it comes out as a wash. Maybe one side goes the other. We walk away. Who knows? I think you have the edge, probably tight end. Definitely have the edge at wide receiver. Um, I still think our defense is better than yours. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, I watched you guys play last year. Um, <laughs> I don't care who you add. Aiden Hutchinson, great. Let's see what happens. He's still a rookie. Does he make that big of a difference? So I think our defense is better, and I think your offensive line is is better. But let me ask you this, Derek. I was thinking about this before I came on the pod. Um, You know, everyone's giving us a hard time for a wide receiver room. I mean, I'll ask you, whose wide receiver room is better, the one that the Bears have now or the one that you guys trotted out in training camp last year? Well, I mean – your bears are better than what we trotted out last year at training camp, but I mean, what what kind of sentence is that? I mean, like uh, well, we were cause, rolling cause the out a bunch of guys from the bowling gonna, alley. But that's what I mean. This guy, this bears group hasn't played yet. You know what I mean? Like we all think it's going to be bad, right? I mean, we all know that like Tajai <laughs> Sharp, Equinemius St. Brown, and then Darnell Mooney, um, Dante Pettis. Um, and uh, our guy Valus Jones, I mean, doesn't get anyone excited. But neither did it have get the Lions excited last year. I mean, I would say that maybe the room is the same as what the Lions trotted out there last year. Thankfully, St. Brown ended up picking it up. Khalif Raymond was fine, right? He put together like three or four pretty solid games. I think banking on Quintez Cephas is probably a tough ask. But I, that's what's what I'm saying is that like <laughs> this wide receiver room is a year is where the Lions were last year. And then next year, they're going to add on to it. You know what I mean? So, like, it's almost the same spot. It's an interesting tra- trajectory. My, my thoughts when you're reading off the Chicago receivers. Who is this Rudy Poo? <laughs> I, but True. you killed me all last year. You're like, you got no weapon. Who's going to catch the football? And I tried to give you, oh, this guy and that guy. Watch out for this guy. And I don't know. I mean, I, I can blame it on, uh, I don't know, the Kool-Aid maybe. Drink it in, man. <laughs> I oh, gave you that it, whole it spin, and now you're work, giving it man, to me. <laughs> it didn't work. Well, no, I gave you all this run I'm around. It didn't work, so you're going to be saying that this whole year. You're going to be like, oh, so-and-so didn't know. work. I thought he'd be better. Your boy Moody. No, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm not saying it's going to work, man. I'm terrified. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I think maybe you can play a game that, like, Darnell Mooney gives us a slight leg up, but in terms of depth and everything else, I mean, it's going to be really tough. This Bears team is honestly going to rely on a two-headed monster in the backfield. Sound familiar? Um, and a quarterback that is young and needs to be kind of uh, his culture needs to be kind of fit through the scheme. Also sound familiar, Jared Goff. But the only the difference is, I think <laughs> Justin Fields is going to have that athleticism outside the numbers a little bit to maybe pick up a couple extra plays. But I'm asking the same question right now, too, is once he gets out of the side of the pocket and the play breaks down, which one of these guys has the moxie and guile to get open? I'm not I don't know the answer to that now. And look, it's late May. So there's still guys on the street. There's plenty of wide receivers that are serviceable that haven't been signed. Keelan Cole, T.Y. Hilton, Julio Jones, whatever. I'm not saying they're fit for the Bears, but as it stands right now, um, it is it is a bereft room, very similar to what the Lions had in training camp last year. Yeah, there's no doubt. It, it will be interesting. You, you hemmed and hawed. You, you gave me the draft credit. You're not willing to put your team 
um, below mine, yet every standings I see, I see the Lions winning the division. I see the Lions as the hotness this year. I see the Lions being picked um, as a as a playoff type team, and I see the Bears eh, not so much. Like <laughs> at the scrolling, bottom, keep scrolling down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep scrolling down. So yeah, I feel the tables have turned, Jets... my friend. People think that the Jets won the offseason, dude. Like, this is what mid-May madness, this is what the multiverse of madness is like. Everyone's like, oh, the Jets are going to be better. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, great, they had a good draft. They're still, they're still the Jets. Uh, you still play the games. It's just like a big we'll see. You know, I don't know. I hear you. And the funny part is, everybody, we're going to get to these way, way, way too early schedules right now. But, like... Me and Joey could just talk about our two teams back and forth forever. I I always kind of tell Joey I'm going to rile him up and give him some smack talk and he's much more of a professional than me where he doesn't he doesn't get into the hyperbole or the hyperbole as we would call it uh, here on the local radio. He, he he doesn't like to go and and throw out big time, you know, takes or or maybe a prediction. So, I mean, I I get it. You you're you're following the status quo. I'm trying to get after you a little bit cuz that's what we do lions bears i can't wait um joey you ready to get in these schedules or what yeah absolutely man and to be honest with you it's mid-may so i I might surprise (laughs) you man um i might surprise (laughs) you with some with some hyperbole dude because i can't wait uh, just as a quick a quick precursor as we zip through these schedules is man i think we both can agree for the lions and the bears and nfc north i mean our schedule is a lot softer than it was last year i mean dude we're not playing uh, we're not playing the AFC, uh, the AFC North. I mean, we're playing the NFC East. We're yeah. playing the AFC East. I mean, we get to play the Bills, but guess what? Every other team in that division is beatable. Um, you know what I mean? So we're going to dive into it right now, but I think that there's a lot more winnable games on the schedule. And I also want to throw it out there, too, before we do this. For each game, I was kind of looking at it. You know, the, the, the simplistic way of sometimes looking at it, and let's do it this way in May right now, is just kind of look at – who are the quarterbacks in these two games? And I'm just kind of looking at the schedule and being like, man, I I don't think either of our teams are going to be at a grand disadvantage quarterback-wise heading into these matchups. So I don't know, man. I see some winnables. You see some winnables. Let's do it. Yeah, man, let's get into it. So what we're going to do, we'll try to get through this first half of the schedule, get our great sponsors in here, finish out the back half. We obviously had some fun here off the top. Joey, I mean, after the draft, once I saw the schedule, I mean, I... I kind of feel like this, which which this is my new favorite sound drop by the one and only Chops in the D who said this during our draft coverage. (laughs) So when I see some of these matchups, these non-quarterbacks, these bum teams, I just say that. (laughs) But uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to just tee it up. We're going to lean towards the Lions. You're obviously going to give your W's and L's for your Bears. And we'll just go back and forth on it, man. So week one, I will be in the building. Lions hosting the Eagles. Uh, Eagles have really flipped the script this offseason. They have a lot of talent, you know, on on both sides of the football. They've beat up their offense. I like their team. This is a tough one. I mean, it's it's a game that I would have rather faced someone else other than this squad, but usually week one, too, is where all your guys are healthy, so you might as well get after a good quality team. I got the Lions because I'm there, because the people are rowdy, because the Kool-Aid is flowing and the cornbread is straight out the oven cornbread make it a double cornbread give me a w for the detroit lions to start off the season one and oh big win against philly 
Um, dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest, and also not just because you're there, I'm also going to give him a win. I think in any other matchup, probably the Eagles have a decided advantage. But that week one, man, the Eagles are really going to just burst out the door playing great football. That rarely happens. They're a late-season team. I'm going to give them a win, too. I think the Lions go 1-0. Yo, who, who your Bears got week one? Give us uh, who they got and if you got a win or a loss there. Do you, I'm in I'm in the same boat. We're in the same boat. We play the 49ers at home, and I know what everyone's saying. This is going to be a lopsided what? We're going to get a 7.5 spread for the 49ers in this game. I'm giving the Bears a W in week one because, again, what were we talking about last year? Kyle Shanahan, is he good, is he not good? This team rarely gets it together until later in the season. Is Debo going to hold out? You know, we were actually beating them in the third quarter of the game midway through the season last year before they came back and beat us. I got the Bears moving to 1-0 against the 49ers. All right, undefeated, heading into week two. You got to like it. The uh, optimism is flowing, as you would expect here in late May. Uh, week two, my Lions uh, play the Commanders uh, at Ford Field. Back to back home games to start the season. You got to like that. The Commanders is is turning out to be a horrible name. They should have stayed with the Washington football team. The Lions have confidence at this point they're healthy they're rolling um will or will jamo not be on the field for these first two games i'm hoping he shocks the world and plays but if not i still think this is a winnable game who knows what carson wentz and company are going to do but uh give me win number two for the lions against the former washington football team I'm not going to argue with you at all. I think Carson Wentz is trash. Um, This is another one of those teams that's like, hey, the commanders are going to be better. It's like, all right, let's just wait and see on that one. You guys open up two games at home. I'm with you. I'm giving a W to the Lions. They go to 2-0. Bears week two, Sunday night football in Lambeau at Green Bay. I don't need to give you a lot of analysis. Loss. Uh, (laughs) Bears go 1-1. Bears are 1-1. Lions 2-0. All right, fair. Two two tough matchups for your Bears there to start the year, but you got them at 500. Week three, the Lions head to Minnesota with that stupid horn that goes something like this. Something like that. And they play it all the time, and unfortunately they play it a lot against my Lions because they're just sacking our quarterback or scoring touchdowns to uh, Jamar Jefferson and company. I'm sure Dalvin Cook's probably hurt by week three. But until the Lions go in and smack the Vikings around, which I would love to see here to go 3-0, eh, I went ahead and gave them a loss. Probably uh, slip up, probably uh, have some mistakes and, and take an L here. So 2-1 and one for my Lions. What do you think? Uh, I also got to give the Lions a loss on this one. I think there's a big difference between Kirk Cousins in late September, early October, and Kirk Cousins in December. I think you're just catching them at home at the wrong time. I'm also giving the Lions a loss on this one. For week three with our Chicago Bears, our beautiful Chicago Bears, they return home <laughs> to play the Texans. Um, this is one of those things where I just keep it simple. Justin Fields versus Davis Mills. I give Fields the edge on this one. I think the Bears win. They go to 2-1. and one. So now both of our teams, 2-1, and one, baby. Yeah, that's a dub ski for your Bears. But um, Houston had a hell of a draft. They got a lot of good players I liked and kind of uh, retooling as well with that team. But I, I'll, I'll tip my cap to you on that one. Um, next up, I got the Seahawks traveling to Ford Field, West Coast team heading over. I always play that gimmick that it doesn't really matter, but for some reason it seems to on the score sheets. Last time I checked, the Seahawks do not have Russ anymore. They did have some nice players in the draft on defense as well as a running back that we know here well in Michigan, but 
this is probably a slugfest, ugly maybe type of game, but give me a dubski for the Detroit Lions here against the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I do like the home advantage a little bit more probably than you do. Again, who is the quarterback for the Seahawks? Uh, I'll pause and <laughs> I'll pause and wait for the answer because I don't know really right now. I'm giving a lot. I'm giving a W to the Lions on that one. I'm buying you and what you're selling on that one. Week four at the New York Giants, the Chicago Bears. This is the first big test, I feel like, for the Bears. Everything's kind of gone according to plan. I am going to give the Bears a win here. Again, Davis Jones, or, uh, David Jones, Daniel Jones, Davis Daniel, whatever it is. <laughs> um, this was just very similar to what the Bears were able to do last year against the Raiders with Justin Fields on the road early on in the season. He picked up a win on the road there. This is a similar situation. I'm giving a win to the Bears, so they're 3-1. and one, And our Lions are 3-1. and one. We got some knots going right now. <laughs> So, so what you're saying is they're going to have two straight wins against Davis, Daniel, Jones, Mills is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Derek. You're cleaning <laughs> up for me, and I appreciate it. There we go. All right. The game before the bye week, the Lions head to the Patriots to play Matt Patricia. And, oh, yeah, Bob Quinn is still working at the bowling alley, shining shoes at this point. But there's a guy named Bill Belichick. There's also this dweeb at quarterback named Matt Jones. But last time I checked, they don't have a bunch of weapons. This isn't the 1997 defense that they're rolling out out there. They're trying to figure their team out. But they are the Patriots. It is Belichick, and it's in their house. So I had to go with a loss for my Lions before the bye week. Hate to do it, but I did it. Uh, Goff versus Belichick, the Matt Patricia revenge game. Oh, no. The other way around. I know. The other way around. I know. Seriously. (laughs) Escort him out of town immediately. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is in New England. That's a tough game. That's definitely a loss for the Lions. Um, And then that very week, the Bears play in Minnesota again. I'm going with the same mantra I just pitched with the Lions of early season Kirk Cousins is usually a better Kirk Cousins. This is a game that's on the road. I mean, the Bears, look, I'm I'm not feeling that wild that they're going to do well. That's a loss for the Chicago Bears there. Uh, and I think we both go to three and two. There we go. Keeping up with it. Um, gosh, I think we'd both be excited. Like the Lions have three or four of those uh, home games. So they're going to need to get a couple of those. They get their bye week. It's earlier than I'd like. I mean, I like it when it's middle of the season. I feel like even later in the season is a little bit of a uh, – a better thing these days because the season's a bit longer. If you get it in week 12, 13, then you really can get right and get rolling. But Lions have it, of course, one of the earliest bye weeks uh, out there. So they they take that. And uh, when is your Chicago bye week, by the way? Dude, we're bye week 14, which I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that other than to feel badly about it, right? I mean, you don't that like comes it? so late in the year. What is the point of a bye week? If you're literally playing an entire regular season and then you go on by and you come back for like a two song encore, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Pearl Jam just comes out and plays Jeremy and even flow and the season's over. It's ridiculous. I can't believe it. Uh, th- during that bye week, the bears play the commanders. Uh, I'm sticking with the Carson Wentz hate, uh, not rooting for him. Uh, the games at home, I'm giving the bears a win on that one, which brings them to four and two heading into October 24th, which is when the lions return to action. I, a quick hot take. I think Carson Wentz, for some reason, everyone hates him. 
but the commanders seem to love him. So I could see him being much better this year. Like there, not many people are going to tell you that, but we'll see what happens. So I agree with you too. Week 14, it seems like 12 should be the latest that we go. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know why it seemed to bump out multiple weeks when they added this new game, but uh, yeah, let's pick it up from there. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. Like I say, we got to keep this thing rolling. Lions are off the bye. They're rested. And guess what? <laughs> they take a trip again. To Dallas. I mean, we play Dallas. We play Arizona. We, I mean, the same teams all the time. I don't, I don't understand. These people lock themselves in a room, do this schedule like it's, you know, the the greatest, you know, brain surgery project of all time. And it's like you're just playing the same team. Like, so we're going to Jerry World. I mean, this is a road trip again. I've been there once, but I would love to go down with my buddy Chuck Dog, who's like the biggest cowboy honk I've ever seen. I mean, this guy thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. They haven't won it since I've basically been alive. And he uh, then he rags on his team. He acts like they do horrible. I'm like, you got a bunch of good players. You just can't win when it counts. So Lions head to Dallas. Gosh, I'm looking at my predictions here that I did in about two seconds before we got recording, and I think just out of respect for Dak and CD and and the other weapons they have, and it's in their house, I gave the Lions a loss here, which I would have loved to give them a win, not only to spite Chuck Dog, but to get off the hump coming off the bye. But I got an L here, so I'll go with it, I guess. Yeah, again, this is probably the toughest stretch for the Lions coming all season long. This next about month, five games or so. 
You guys could easily win this game, but yeah, I'm with you as of right now. I'm probably sitting that one at a loss in Dallas. Let who who the Bears got? I I need to pull up the schedule, but who who do they got? Let me know. Oh, week seven, Monday Night Football in New England against the Patriots. Belichick versus the Young Bears team. Loss. <laughs> hold, hold on. Loss, is this where baby. I is this where I insert? random Lions fan rant about how we didn't get any primetime games, how we're not respected, how the NFL hates us, how how could we not have any primetime games? You have to love the one o'clock slate all year long. Nobody wants to be waiting around till 8.30 to kick off. Nobody wants to try to watch a football game after a crazy Monday at work and with your families. Sunday at 1, the Lions kick off all year. And if they earn a, one later, great. Also, we have Turkey Day, which is the most watched game of the whole season. So we're going to have to show up big against Buffalo. But So I'm, I'm not going to do that rant, right? I, I didn't just do that rant. Is that right? We're going to skip that rant. Okay. But, yeah, you guys are going to lose uh, on primetime, no doubt about it. Um, uh-huh. go, go ahead and double dip. Who you guys got coming back? And then I'll give my Lions thoughts. Yeah, let's keep it simple. That very next week, we flip skis, and we end up in Dallas uh, in Arlington to play the Cowboys, and this is a tough stretch for the Chicago Bears. I'm also going lost for them there. Yeah, that that is odd, man. Uh, but gosh, it's Dallas. They just get all their they get all their games that they like uh, in that stadium. I wonder why. Um, the Lions play the Miami Dolphins. But it's at Ford Field. Now, am I wrong or is Miami just the new hotness as well? Everyone's just penciling them in. They got all these fancy toys. You know, they're they're showing Tua throw like lob passes on Twitter that are like they're getting excited about for some reason. Like, am I wrong, Joey, or is this team just like getting all the love right now? The Tyreek Hill versus plus Jalen Waddle combo is very interesting. But again, it comes <laughs> down to who's getting them the football and how that all kind of plays itself out. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. This happens with the Dolphins every year, though, where you know they either spend a lot of money or they try and make some sort of splash, and then they go 8-8, eight and eight, right? So, um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Frisky team, right? I don't know if it's a team that anyone's going to be looking forward to playing on their schedule. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I probably have this as a loss for the Lions indoors. Um just like you just see a big play here and there kind of turning the tide a little bit, but I don't think the Dolphins are anything special. Yeah, you make good points there. I mean, for me, I do love that speed as well, but you not only have to get them the football, I'm always worried about when you just got all these new guys you bring in. It has never seemed to work, you know, the dream team, this team's going to do it all, and then it, 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 it rarely works except for the Rams last year for Matt Stafford. I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Dolphins at Ford Field with the speed, I agree with you. Gosh, this was another one where I think I'm just like doing this to do it because I might have one or two too many wins coming up here that I gave this a loss just to balance me out. But I think this is a one the Lions could get. I mean, the Miami Dolphins are wimpy. We might just punch them in the face and take their candy when they come. You know what I mean? That that might just have to happen. That's a throwback for all you Kool-Aid drinkers. Drink it in, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go loss as well. Joey. Then the Lions get to play the Green Bay Packers. Now, you were very, you know, quick early to chalk up a big L for your, your Bears in land, whatever you said. 
I'm here to tell you, I've been quoted multiple times when you come on. I like to bash the smug number 12. I told you about uh, two, three years ago that they were going to fall apart and be horrible. And then the following year, I was like, all right, now it's really going to happen. Yet for some reason, they've won 12 games and they've had MVPs and then they do what they do in the playoffs. So I'm going to triple quadruple down and tell you this is the year that Green Bay falls apart. Aaron Rodgers is going to have boo-boo face that he can't do all the stuff he liked to do with no more Devante. He's going to be sulking. Their rookies aren't going to show up as early as they would hope, even though I did like a lot of their draft picks. This is a W for the Lions in Ford Field against the Cheddarheads and the smug Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I, I mean, I love it. The Packers are going to beat you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, love, I love the enthusiasm. I love the enthusiasm. And look, I'm, 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 I got another game with the Packers on this Bears schedule. I'm not picking the Bears to win that one either. This is a default until otherwise, until proven otherwise, these Packers are just going to keep beating our team, so I, I got to put them down for a loss too there as well. But this is where the schedule is getting really juicy, Derek, because I got something. The very next week after the Miami Dolphins go to Detroit to beat the Lions, I got them coming to Soldier Field, and I got them losing to the Chicago Bears. And here's why: there's always one schedule, one game on the schedule every single year where a team that's either from the West Coast or the South comes to play in Soldier Field, and hopefully the weather is so crappy and so terrible that it actually makes a difference. And I just think for the only reason that the Miami Dolphins playing in Soldier Field with their terrible grass, with probably terrible weather on November sixth. <laughs> I think that alone can bottle up Waddle, and that can bottle up Tyreek Hill. And I got the Bears winning on November 6th in Week 9 against the Miami Dolphins. You do have the worst field in all of football. Like, would it kill your ownership to put an investment in their team, their players, the people watching on TV, to not have the mud slop that is Soldier Field every year? Ridiculous. It's like to our advantage, you know what I mean? It's like we have a broken toilet, so no one will ever use our bathroom, right? Because the, the toilet's broken, and we, we win that way. Speaking of toilets, the Lions head to Chicago the following week to play in the slop, the mess, the disgusting thing that is that football field. And, and here's the thing. I I don't know what I was doing here. I mean, I'm looking at this a one o'clock kick. We know you guys. We know you don't. You can't score points unless your quarterback goes bananas. Which it sounds like you're banking on Justin Fields being all everything all day every day. Which, I mean, we will see about him. That's for sure. But nobody on your defense really scares me. You're gonna have some rooks out there. I don't care what the field is like. Joey, I'm doing you a favor here. For some reason, I'm looking at my sheet. It has my Lions taking an L to your Bears in Ford Field. This had to be a token because you come on the show, you make me laugh. That must have been why I did this. Otherwise, I have no idea why I have an L next to this game. Well, I I don't have the number in front of me, but outside of that uh, that thrilling Matt Stafford comeback, what was that, 2019 or 20 at home? I don't think the Lions have beaten the Bears at home in quite some time. Um, I do have this as a win right now for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he is picked up after the Mitch Trubisky tradition of kicking the crap out of the Lions as Justin Fields. So 
Uh, I mean, yeah, good for you, man. You're calling them like you see them. But, yeah, I mean, I got the Bears winning, too, as well that week. That's not how I see it at all. But I do see my Lions slipping three out of four losses. Oh, but the medicine is coming. There is a remedy at heart, and it's going to the New York football giants. Like, here's my question with them. I like a lot of their players. I even am somewhat of a Daniel Jones fan. I like their new coach, but I can't imagine Kenny and quads and Tony and their quarterback all get a rolling right away. So I'm going to go W Lions get back on track, take care of business in this ball game. Give me, give me a W here. Yeah. And if I can tack onto that, honestly, by the time we hit November 20th, is Kenny Galladay going to be on the field healthy? Is Saquon going to be healthy at that point? Is Daniel Jones still going to be the quarterback? Uh, I can definitely buy a win for the Lions in Week 11. Hot take coming. Kenny Galladay will be the guy he was in Detroit this year. A lot of people have all written him off. I've scooped him up in fantasy leagues. People are like, oh, he's no good. He didn't score any touchdowns last year. Did you watch the four years before? Because he's a hell of a football player, and he got the ball a lot last year. He just, uh, for some reason, was off, hurt, whatever it was. Watch out for Kenny G having a big year for the New York G's up there in New Jersey. I don't mind that call at all. I mean, it's just, again, who's going to be throwing them the football? I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. Quick hit on the Bears, November 20th that week. They play the Falcons in Atlanta. Um, I'm going Bears win on this one just so, as it stands right now. Justin Fields versus Marcus Mariota. Come on. I, what are we talking about? I know the Falcons are saying, ooh, we could play the Bears that week and get a win. I'm sure in all their mock schedules, they're, they're guessing victory. But I'm guessing victory for the Bears uh, November 20th. Yep, I think you take care of business there. I think Atlanta's a couple years away, but they're rebuilding with some interesting tools, so we'll see how they do. Here's a tough one for me, Joey. Thanksgiving Day. I mean, again, oh, I, I, I call the W week one because I'm going to be there. I think I'm going to be in the building against the Green Bay Packers when we beat that tail that I already gave you the W on. And I might be there for Turkey Day as well. And we we couldn't. We should have got a better matchup. I mean, I know that this team is like a team that the NFL wants on TV a lot, but this just didn't seem right because they are stacked top to bottom. But let's say the Lions are rolling. I mean, I think I got them at six some wins already. They come into this game with some mojo, maybe at the top of the division, you know, ahead of Chicago and company. Like, we might just be on fire as a city in this game, and that place is rocking. You know, it could be a really fun game to watch, or it could not be fun if Buffalo slings it all around the yard and we have some injuries and can't deal with it. So I couldn't bring myself for the dub ski. I got to go an L against Buffalo, but I want this game to be big time, and I want the Lions to play big in it when it comes down to Thanksgiving this year. I hate to say it, but, yeah, I mean, look, there's sometimes there's games on a schedule where stuff happens that isn't really indicative of a, an entire team or a feeling as a whole for a season. I just think the Bills the Bills roll over you guys on Thanksgiving, and I don't think it means nope. anything about the week previous to the week moving forward because you're going to play a Jacksonville team. You know, you're going to get a win there, but man, that is a tough that is a tough matchup, man. Like the Lions <laughs> are supposed to be like the Thanksgiving darlings, right? Could they get like a decent matchup that they can actually win for once? Is that is that possible? <laughs> can we do that? 
Yes, we, we should have done that, but it's not going to be a rollover, Joey. If anything, here's another hot take. How about a shootout on Thanksgiving? How about like 45 for the Buffalo Bills? And what if my Lions drop a 40 burger as well and it comes down to a kick late? That'd be fun. That'd be that'd be a blast. I mean, I think that's what everyone wants to see. I mean, dude, I'd, I'd be rooting for that. There you go. Who, what, what are your Bears got? We'll keep this thing rolling. Uh, Bears at Jets that week, November 27th. Um, screw the Jets. Screw their offseason. Screw the buzz. Uh, that's a win. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Until further notice or injuries or whatever, I'm calling that a W for the Chicago Bears. Joey, do, do me a favor and do your best way of teeing up the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Ford Field to play my Lions. Sunday, December 4th. <laughs> From from the ever from the jungled Everglades, the Jaguars emerge. They have two wins and they're looking and hunting for their third. Will they get it in Ford Field as they hunt the lion? Find out only on NFL Network. Do they win? Of course. I wanted you to do a big tee up, uh, so I yeah. could just say, this is a dub ski. Let's keep moving. Oh, you did, you, I was going to say, you, I thought you meant tee it up, like uh, build it up, like it's going to be something interesting. No, oh, I you, mean, I think like the Bills, I think <laughs> you guys could easily lose by like 10 points to the Bills and then come back the next week and beat the Jaguars by 20. I think this is a huge win for you guys. Exactly. There you go. I wanted to have a little fun with the build up, which you did. And then I don't need to give a thought on this game because it's Jacksonville and they'll be better, but not good enough to deal with my Lions in the Lions den. So who, who, who's yeah. your squad got? What's your take on your next game? Uh, December 4th, hosting the Packers loss. Um, nothing more to say. Uh, I think the Packers sweep us again until further notice. Uh, prove it to me, Bears fans. Too prove much to respect. They're going to change it. Too much respect, in my opinion, because I was going to say last time, if we if we can't agree on wins and losses or that the Packers are going to be terrible, you think they're the greatest thing, can we at least agree that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is simply this? You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. <laughs> can we agree on that part? Oh, we could totally agree on it, and I don't <laughs> think the Packers are going to be that great because obviously we're doling out some wins for our Bears and Lions where I think this is going to be a really tight NFC North. I'm just I'm traumatized. Um, I have post-traumatic Rogers syndrome, and uh, until I see the Bears and Justin Fields beat him, I'm going to continue to pick the Packers to beat the Bears until further notice. That's where <laughs> I'm at. So the Bears lose December fourth. We go on by uh, week fourteen. We're finally at our buy. So you're up, man. You get a double dip here. There you go. You get, you get a little break for that big three-game stretch. <laughs> <laughs> the big inhale. The big inhale before a three-game gauntlet. Get rested up, boys. We'll play you for a game and a half. We'll sit you the last half, and then you go to the Bahamas. <laughs> Sound good? Great. See you later. Twelve, um, 12 quarters over the rest of your life. <laughs> the Lions have the Vikings and our place and – Gosh, we've been saying, too, the Vikings aren't that great, to quote a uh, phrase here on the show. Like, this is a W for the Lions. Come on, man. They got to be able to beat these divisional teams. They got to be better at home this year. And then they head to New Jersey again. Why Why they go back there twice, I don't know. That's just odd to me. Great, great work, schedule people. But we play the Jets there. I like Wilson. I like Wilson. I like all their weapons. I like everything they've added for the Jets. But I also have this as a win. So my Lions are getting hot, Joey. We got three dubskis in a row before we head to Carolina. What's your team up to? 
Yeah, I got you on that double that double dip on the W's there for uh, the Detroit Lions. We go on week 14. We come back to host the Philadelphia Eagles December 18th. I I don't know how to feel about this one. I'm going to go loss for right now because I think the Eagles will have everything together by that point. But, uh, you know, I got to go loss. And I'm just going to double dip right now. Christmas Eve, the Bears again host the Buffalo Bills. I'm going loss again too as well. So after the Bears just basically just put together, I think it was a four-game winning streak. They then have a three-game losing streak right now uh, heading into Christmas. But your your team's on a slide. My team is rolling. Joey, let me do this for time's sake because we knew we were probably going to go a bit longer on the show, but it has been fun. Let me wrap up the season for my Lions, and then you can take the last three with your Bears. My Lions head to Carolina to play the Panthers. They, they're coming off three dubs. The Panthers, they don't know who their coach is going to be next year. They don't know if they need a new GM. They're unsure why they can't use Christian McCaffrey, one of the purest talents in the game. My Lions, come in there. The weather will be nice. Uh, our team will be sky high, and we will roll the Carolina Panthers in North Carolina. Then... Your Bears will come to Ford Field. The Lions will smash the Chicago Bears. They will beat them by double digits. You heard it here first. It's going to be ugly for your team. That's another dub. If you're counting at home, people, that's five dubs in a row to end the season for the Lions. That puts them right now at 10. If anybody's ever heard me, you start at 10 wins, you work your way up when you do the way too early. You also do it if you're me, Right before the season, because tens the floor. Who knows what the ceiling is? You know what the ceiling is for this year, Joey? You want to know? It's eleven because we go to Lambeau and we beat the smug, pompous Aaron Rodgers. We win the division. We bring something to Detroit and Lions fans that they have not had in a long time. That's a division type. That's happiness. That's a playoff. Just expectations of not only getting there, but winning a game or two. It will happen. I know it may sound like Kool-Aid and cornbread, but it's not. That's six wins to end the year for the Lions. 11 in total. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Joey, I got to take a break. I got to take a breath. I ended the season strong, just like my team is going to do. I'll kick it over to you, my friend. Uh, someone give this man a towel and a shower <laughs> and a nice cigar. He's. <laughs> I can feel the uh, the lather coming through the, the microphone here. Um, hey, man, look, look. It's mid-May right now, and I think we're looking at the schedule and we're saying to ourselves, we're looking at winnables, we're looking at possibilities, and we're looking at optimism. Unfortunately, I definitely have you guys. I definitely have you guys beating the Carolina Panthers. I have you guys losing to us and Green Bay to finish out your season. Our final two games of the year is obviously at Lions, Minnesota. Um, I have those both as wins. So they win. The Bears win four in a row. They lose three in a row, and then they win their last two. Uh, so basically, I have the Bears sweeping the Lions. I got them splitting with the Vikings, and I got them getting swept by the Packers. As it stands right now in mid-May, late May, I got them at 10-7, and 7, the Chicago Bears right now. You could easily probably push me a couple games in the down direction. I don't know if I could probably get myself to the 11 or 12 space of the Bears. So I think the high ceiling for the Chicago Bears team right now is probably a 10-7, and 7, and that's where I'm sitting at. 
Wow. Very, very intriguing here. Early predictions from us for our teams. Everybody out there listening, Joey has his team beating our Lions twice. I mean, you guys can find him at Joey Sports Guy if you'd like to let him know how you feel about that. You can also it's send interesting. me some... That's when you dropped that. That was a good, that was a good little <laughs> drop there, Derek. Uh, perfect timing. You, you guys can find me at Derek Oakry when you'd like to uh, serve up cornbread and Kool-Aid and extra Jared Goff butter for my 11 wins division title and my just the the veracity that I brought to end this schedule release. So, Joey, we should have done it earlier, but we need to get in your plugs, the Believe Podcast Network. You're probably be at an umpire uh, umpiring a game here somewhere uh, near us, as well as your other video projects, YouTube, all the things you got going. I mean, throw it out there, as well as at Joey Sports Guy. Give him a follow. Check out all his podcasts. He's the king of podcasting and all media. Uh, Derek, always great to be with you, man. And uh, yeah, we'll be either be back next week or I'll be hopping on the hotline with you talking about all the good stuff. Dude, this was a lot of fun, man. And we've been talking about this. We've been doing this for a little while now. And this is really fun where I, I think we both think that it could be one, two Lions in the NFC North next year. And I'm not saying that the Packers and the Vikings, you know, crater, but I could see the Packers and Vikings maybe winning only seven or eight games and this being a really, really tight competitive NFC North. So I'm glad to see it, man. It was really super fun to do. Um, honestly, man, you know, again, Joey Sports Guy at Twitter and on Instagram. Give me all of your Lions takes and all of your Bears hate. I will ingest it properly. Um, and then also, obviously, check out my podcast on the Believe uh, Sports Network, Bet on Chicago, B-E-T on Chicago. I'm going to be doing a lot of movies coming up, doing Far and Away because it's Tom Cruise week tomorrow. I'm going to be doing Twister coming up. So even if you're a Lions fan and you don't like the Bears, you can still check out my podcast and listen to some of those movies. Uh, We have a really great time. I bring on some celebrity guests. It's really fun. And then the other one is just for people out there that are interested. Um, If you do have Sirius, you have a Sirius subscription, Believe in Bears is now available on Sirius XM. You can find all of our episodes on there, so make sure you either download the app or get your subscription to check out the episodes along with finding it in any other place like Apple and Spotify. But uh, that's the good news, man. Uh, It's good to talk to you, good to be on with you. And uh, everyone, guys, it's summer. It's summer, baby. Get outside and just go out there and just talk about your double-digit win football teams all summer long. What better way? Joey Christopoulos on satellite radio now where he belongs on all the big time platforms. And you said take it in, ingest it. I mean, Joey, whatever the Kool-Aid drinkers and everybody else shows you on Twitter and your other platforms, I mean, you got to just do this. Drink it in, man. Drink it in. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Always fun to talk with Joey here. Break down the schedule in May. You got to love it. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in. <laughs> <laughs>